This is Elizabeth Lang Thompson, and you are listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I am so excited to welcome my good friend, Elizabeth Lang Thompson, back to the show to talk all about her newest book, When a Friendship Falls Apart. I think this conversation matters so much, particularly right now. And as we go into the holiday season, I just can't help but think about so many of us are probably walking through difficult situations in friendships. And I'm finding in culture lately, we're having a lot of conversation around friendship breakups, and it's almost become this kind of buzzword. And I think Elizabeth just speaks such wisdom into what that is at its core, which is loss. It's friendship loss and how we walk through that in a wise way, in a Christ-like way. And so I think you're going to be so encouraged by her. So back to the show. Elizabeth, I am so excited to welcome you back to Radical Radiance. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I've been so excited. Me too. It's been a minute since your last book came out. So for friends who have been with me a long time, we had Elizabeth on when her last book came out a couple of years ago, probably. So. It's been yeah. a, it feels like it's been a minute. And I'm just I'm so excited about the conversation we get to have today because I think the message of your newest book, When a Friendship Falls Apart, just really matters in the time in which we're we're living. And I know things like friendship breakups and, and things like that have become just such buzzwords and we're all navigating what it looks like to move through friendship well and how to walk through that well. And so I just would love to kind of open up the conversation with having you share a little bit about your heart for the topic and like, why was this the next right book for you? All those things. Yeah. Well, you know, I honestly have to give credit to my publisher for really spotting this as a need. Um, yeah. They noticed like this is something that women are struggling with everywhere, particularly in the Christian world. And it's especially messy, I think, in a yeah. faith setting or a faith community setting. And so uh, they noticed that, and I love that they saw this need and wanted to meet it and came to me and they said, you know, we know you don't mind digging into the messy, <laughs> <laughs> the messy emotional stuff. Is this something you could speak into? And I really took a few days to pray and, and yeah. think, and, and not coincidentally at all. At that time, I had really been praying, God what do you have next for me? Where, mm. you know, what do you want me to do next for you? And, and so the timing felt very much like an answered prayer. And I looked back on my own life and I thought, you know, friendship is really important to me. I absolutely value it and love it. It brings me so much joy. And yet I personally have experienced my own struggles and losses along the way. They have been tremendously difficult to walk through. Yeah. And as a pastor's wife, like I've walked through this with a lot of women who are hurting and goodness, we live in this culture, like this cancel culture and you just, you know, it's so easy to just slap the label toxic on a relationship and then walk away without mm. any sort of healing process or forgiveness. And so it just feels very timely, like something 
that yeah. we're, we've all walked through at some point in some way. And my prayer is that this brings um, healing and a mm-hmm. lot of hope and even just a path toward peace and forgiveness um, yeah. in people's hearts who are, who yeah. are really hurting. Yeah, that's what I'm praying as well. I we spent a few minutes before we hit record just talking and and my first question to you was like how are you doing emotionally right because <laughs> when we write about something as heavy as friendship loss and things like that we inadvertently also sign ourselves up for like mm-hmm. all the stories and all the the carrying that has to be done of this message and mm-hmm. um and i just I just want to say how important I think that this resource is because there's not a lot out there that really speaks to like, how do we grieve through some of that? And how do we do, how do we process through it? Because I think many times uh, we discount the toll that it can take on our hearts. Yes. uh, Whereas we wouldn't do that about, uh, you know, losing a loved one or other loss that we experience in life. But, um, you know, I've also noticed as we talked about in culture in the last couple of years, I feel like some of these buzz buzzwords like friendship breakups and things uh-huh. like that have become so, so popular. Um, but at its core, I love how you call it friendship loss. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder in your experience, why is it so painful? Mm-hmm. And then you share this beautiful analogy of this broken mug and how it relates to broken Mm -hmm. friendships that we experience this side of heaven. And so I just would love to kind of hear you share that analogy and talk us (laughs) through like, why is this so hard? Yes. um, I I think this story of this broken mug kind of brings us into what it is that's so hard about yeah. friendship loss. So what happened was a few years ago, I drove down to see my best friend who lives in um, Georgia, like a five and a half, six hour drive for me. And I am not a good long distance driver. And so I got there, yeah. I was just utterly exhausted. And her very, very sweet husband um, was like, you two sit on the couch and just chat it up and I will make you both a cup of tea. So sweet. So kind. He is the absolute best. Like I adore him. (laughs) And so so he hands us both these mugs of tea and we're just sitting there and like basking in the glow of like, yay, we're together for a few days. Mm. This is great. And I'm holding my tea, trying to kind of cool it down, blowing on it. And I hear this weird like sound. And the next thing I know, I am covered in scalding tea. I mean, it had just come out of the kettle. Covered in tea. My hand is bleeding. I'm holding the handle of the mug in one hand and the mug itself balanced precariously half empty in my other hand. And the mug, the handle had come off the mug and somehow I caught it, but not before, you know, lots of spillage. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like yelling. My friend's like, what's going on? It's a very wild confusing scene. Um, you know, I was fine. It wasn't, I wasn't actually like burned, burned, but it was a little bit traumatic in the moment. And so, um, the next morning I get up, I'm so happy. I'm at my friend's house. I go to make myself a cup of coffee and I go to reach for the mug. And I had this weird experience where I'm like looking at the mug and I'm like, huh, like, do I trust this mug? Is it yeah. safe? Can I pick it up by the handle? Mm. And I felt so dumb, but I was like, you know, 
I think I'm going to grab it two-handed just in case. Like one yep. hand on the handle, one hand supporting the bottom of the mug because you just never know. <laughs> and um, and like it would have been kind of funny if it had just happened the one time. But this became a habit for mm. months, like maybe even a year or two, where I just <laughs> – I had trust issues with mugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had been burned one time yeah. and the memory of that pain was affecting the way I viewed every other mug, even though, I mean, yeah. I have drunk out of thousands and thousands of mugs. I am a coffee lover. You know yes, this about me. Yes, same. We um, share this love. <laughs> yes, we do. I have never had another mug let me down. It was just the yeah. one faulty mug. And I think that is what happens though when we have been burned one mm -hmm. time through a painful loss or um, a drift or some kind of hurt in a friendship, it can, the memory of that pain can haunt us for years yeah. to come, affecting the way we view other people, um, affecting our existing friendships, making us look at them like, is there some hidden fissure or crack mm. in the foundation of this friendship too? Like, are they going to turn on me? Um, are they not telling me something? And we start putting up walls. We start reaching for all of our friendships two-handed just in case they break on us. Yeah. And we that's why it's so important to work through the shame, the regret, the guilt, the, the fear, the insecurity, mm -hmm. the resentment, all that tangled mess of ugly feelings that we mm -hmm. can have to process. Um, yeah. I say ugly, but, you know, some of them are just hurtful and, yeah. you know, unpleasant. But we've got to work through those so that we don't reach for our other friendships two-handed, so that we can still trust yeah. other friends and have the joy of friendship in our life after a loss. Yeah, I, I think that matters so much. And I, I wonder, you know, there have to be people listening, thinking, okay, I hear you, but what does that mean? What mm. does that look like? And maybe... There's someone walking through in real time one of these situations and they're thinking, yes, Elizabeth, I'm feeling the regret. I'm feeling the shame. And I don't know that I've ever properly grieved through a friendship breakup. Like coach us for a minute on like, what's that look like for you? And even, you know, as you, as you think and pull yourself out of it and write about it, how would you encourage us to properly grieve? Yeah. Well, I do think a lot of this process happens in prayer. Yeah. And one of the things that I so love and appreciate about God is that he really invites these kinds of conversations. Mm. Um, King David even wrote several Psalms about his own broken friendships. And yeah. we can read those as our own prayers. I think that tells us God, God went out of his way to include David's mm. brokenhearted prayers to say, you can talk to me about this. Like nothing is off limits with me. Yeah. And, and I say prayer is super important because one of the trickiest parts of a, moving through a friendship loss is a lot of times that one friendship is intertwined with several other friendships. Yeah. And it can be really difficult to figure out where do I go to process this verbally? Mm. Like who can I talk to without making someone take sides, without falling into mm. gossip or, you know, slander? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, this is messy. I don't know. So I do think this is where prayer really steps in. Um, 
I talk a lot and, and I'm sure we'll visit this later in our conversation, but I talk a lot about, you know, working through bitterness and a lack of forgiveness. And a lot of that has Mm -hmm. to happen in prayer. Like it starts in your prayer life. And, um, so I do think that's a big, big part of it. Um, sometimes we need to take a step back with God and ask him to help us even just kind of identify, okay, what actually went wrong here? I think that's mm. a super empowering first step. If you're that person who's listening and you're like, okay, I'm in the middle of this. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I would say in your prayer life, that's a good first place to start to say, okay, God, can you help me yeah. identify what went wrong? Because otherwise I think we just kind of float around like with a lot of those messy feelings Mm. not sure where to move towards resolution or even like how to file what's happening in our heart like I remember for me I had a, a friendship fall apart years ago where a girl came to me and she had a lot of built up bitterness and mm. she was just like I'm done this was the first that I had heard of any of this, like there, there had been no preemptive conversation. She just was like, I've had feelings for months and I'm out. And I was just like, wait, what? Can we backtrack a little? I would love to make this right with you. But that was a, such a hard loss to process because there was no conversation. And I had to go to God and say, okay, what actually went wrong here? Clearly I had sinned against my friend. I had hurt her and I needed to own that. And I wanted to own that. But there was another side of, but she didn't engage in conversations that could have led to forgiveness and reconciliation. So there's that too. I want to identify that in my Mm. prayer life as a first step of figuring out now what's next. The Rebecca Reads book for October is Numbering Our Days, Combating Anxiety and the Power of Small Intentional Moments by Nicole Suvar. We know our time on earth is limited and we want our days to matter for God's kingdom, but how do we break free from the spiral of anxiety and stay focused on God's purposes for us? With short daily devotions and practical wisdom, numbering our days will help you turn from anxiety toward a life that brings Him glory and points others to Him. Get your copy of Numbering Our Days on Amazon or at the link in the show notes today. Radical Radiance is brought to you this month by Blue Planet Optics. They are on a mission to change the way you see the world, quite literally. The best part, every time you purchase a box of contact lenses from them, you're helping to give the gift of sight to someone in need. Also, they are serious about reducing waste. Their new Take Back program is coming out later this year where you can return your used contact lens waste for amazing discounts and store credit. Visit Blue Planet Optics at blueplanetoptics.co to shop today. Yeah, that's so good. What started bubbling up in me as you're describing that is I had a situation, it's been a few years, that I was I was confiding in a friend who was completely outside of the situation, as you're saying, where like mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't one that would take sides <laughs> or, or whatever and was just really struggling with like, how do I move forward? What went wrong? Mm. And I just shared with her, I said, I don't know what what the term is for this, but I it just keeps swirling in my mind. Like I just keep replaying it. And she's a counselor, my friend that I was talking to. And, I, and she said, actually, Rebecca, to put my counselor hat on for just a moment, <laughs> there is a word for that. And it's ruminating. Ooh, yes. That's what you're doing. 
And so I wonder, this is off script, but do you struggle with that too? And (laughs) how do we, how do we like stop the swirl, I guess is the best way to answer the question. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Well, I think that ruminating is my middle name, my secret (laughs) middle name. My mom never told me about. (laughs) So absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But I do think just really putting a a descriptor on it is the is that first step like identifying yeah. hey what happened here was a slow drift and fade mm. or what went wrong here was we had mismatched expectations for one another i yep. had one definition definition of friendship she had another you know or we moved into different phases of life and we didn't bridge that transition well. That we happens so often. Oh, it's so hard. It's so, so hard to do often. well. Yes. And but I think having that when you start ruminating and you're swirling and you're going, what went wrong? What went wrong? You you go, okay, well remember, here's what went wrong. So I don't need to have irrational fears that I'm gonna yeah. do this again or this yeah. is gonna happen to me again because I can learn from that. I can grow from that mm-hmm. and I can bring it to God and say, Oh yeah, God, let me just <laughs> Once again, say to you that I'm sad about that this happened. Help me find peace. I think that is empowering. It's clarifying. And it helps you kind of put it back in its box when it wants Mm -hmm. to burst out and take over your mind and your heart again. Yes, that's a great way to describe it. I love that. Well, we talked a little bit about David a minute ago, which is which is such a good place to search the scriptures for just encouragement Mm -hmm. and like how to pray through some of these situations. As you were kind of on the hunt in in scripture, as you were writing, were there other examples that really encouraged you on this topic kind of as you were writing? Yes, it is amazing. Once you start looking for broken relationships in scripture, yeah. well, I mean, you pretty much start on page two, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to Genesis 1, 2, yeah. one, two and 3, really. Yeah. Um, you don't have to look long. and But what I noticed in searching for this and searching for stories to explore was it's like God really goes out of his way to give mm. us example after example after example of other godly men and women who were trying to honor him in their relationships yeah. and yet falling short. One of the relationships that stood out the most to me was Paul and Barnabas, as in mm. the apostle Paul and Barnabas, the son of encouragement, like quite possibly one of the most positive and good at friendship people in all of the book of Acts, they had a falling out. In Acts chapter 15, God did not have to tell us about that. And yet there's this odd little paragraph in Acts 15, right after they've had this incredible triumph where they've worked through conflict as a church, come to resolution, and then it's like, and then Paul and Barnabas disagreed (laughs) so strongly. They parted ways. These men of God, both men of conviction, honor, integrity, they disagreed over something that was kind of a spiritual issue, what to do with a certain brother who had been on their mission team. Um, they disagreed so sharply that they ended this years-long ministry partnership. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, like Paul and Barnabas, when I get to heaven, I want you to know that I'm not happy this happened to you, but I'm grateful that God let us have their example because... That's right. I think it comforts us. It helps us know, wow, this happens in spite of our best intentions. Um, 
you know, it's encouraging. It gives us hope. There is, we don't really know whether or not they fully resolved their situation. There is a hint that some kind of resolution took place in one of Paul's letters where uh, he invited the brother they had been arguing about back with him in his ministry. So I think the Bible hints that there was some kind of healing there. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, if you search the words of Jesus, there is a reason why he kept banging the forgiveness drum. He talked about forgiveness and loving your enemies and praying for your enemies over and over and over again because he knew it was so hard for us to get along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of really practical and helpful and encouraging, grace-filled stuff in the Bible to help you if you're walking through this. Yeah, yeah, which is just such a gift. I'm so grateful for that. And we we touched on this a little bit earlier, but the bitterness and forgiveness piece of this conversation matters so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that phrase. And I would the first person that comes to my mind when I when I say it is Lisa Turkhurst and all of her mm-hmm. writing over the last mm-hmm. few years. But just that forgiveness is possible when reconciliation isn't always. And kind yes. of walking through that tension of of being called to forgive while not always having the opportunity to reconcile. And, right. and so I think there's just, there's a lot of myths about forgiveness and what that should look like in our lives. And so I would love to just like open the floor for you to share what are some of those and how do we debunk those as we're walking through forgiveness? Yes, I do think we can really have some myths, some misconceptions about forgiveness that actually make it harder than it needs to be. Like they put Mm. up barriers toward forgiveness that don't need to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Unnecessary barriers. Yeah. Um, I think the first, and and you got to like curl up your toes a little because I might step on them with this one. Yeah. (laughs) Hit hit us with your best shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try try gently. Um, But I think the first is I can't forgive until she understands how much she hurts me, hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Like, and would that be helpful if, let's say, the friendship breakup you walked through, like you were on the receiving end of a lot of hurtful behavior or words or whatever. Um, It's one of those scenarios. Would it be healing to you if your friend came to you and said, I'm really like trying to understand what I put you through? I get it now. I see I made you feel this and this and this, and I'm so sorry. If she like really got it, would that be healing? Of course it would. Of course it would. Um, But like you said, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, The other person may not see it the way you do. Um, Mm -hmm. They may not be willing to engage in those conversations. But also I think even just taking a step further back, we've got to release the expectation that other people will ever or could ever, even with their best intentions, understand all that we feel and all the ways Mm -hmm. that we hurt. Um, They can't. You know, Proverbs tells us that each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. Only God can step inside your heart and fully share with you everything that this loss has meant to you. And that's his job. That's right. Um, But I think what helps me with this, what helps me let this go is when I remember Romans 5, 8, where it's like, while we were still sinners, Christ Mm -hmm. died for us. Jesus offered us forgiveness and a path toward redemption 
before we even knew we needed one. And I think that grace sets us free to offer that forward motion grace to others. Mm. But what's amazing about that, it's so empowering because then your forgiveness becomes a sacred offering that you make to God. You are not waiting on another person. Mm -hmm. It's not about her. Whatever she chooses to do or say is irrelevant in your forgiveness because your forgiveness is between you and God. So that to me is actually really liberating. And it means, hey, I'm not waiting on another person. I can choose forgiveness as soon as I want to with me and God. Yeah. Well, and when you're when you're saying that example, the phrase that is often used is coming to my mind of oftentimes we'll drink the poison and wait for the other person to die. Yeah. And that's what we're doing when we're yes. waiting on them to express that to us, right? Exactly. Like we're the ones that actually get free. Yep. When when we choose to forgive. And so that's just so powerful. Oh yeah. We're the ones who suffer when Yeah. You know, when we're all tangled up in knots and feeding the beast of our bitterness, you know. And rumination. Yeah. Yes, like we're the one not <laughs> sleeping. Your friend is snug as a bug in a rug in her That's own right. bed across town. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're up all night like ah! you know? Yeah. And we can yeah. set ourselves free. Um I think a second myth that kind of goes along with the rumination is that forgiveness is a feeling. Mm. You know, yeah. forgiveness is a decision. That's right. Your feelings choice. are probably not going to cooperate with you in that mm-hmm. decision for a while. But that doesn't mean that your decision didn't happen, that you didn't go to God and say, I'm handing this to you. You are a God of kindness and justice and forgiveness and grace. And I trust that you've got this situation and me and my friend in your holy hands. Um your, your feelings might take a while. Yeah. And so what and I you can found, go to God again and say, yes. okay, today my feelings aren't caught up and I'm going to be honest before you and say like, and you already know where my heart is on this and I'm laying this in your hands again. And like, exactly. he's safe to do that again you with tomorrow. It. Yes, that's right. And I think God is like, I'm up for that. If you need to talk to me about this every day and renew your commitment to forgiveness with me, I will hear you out. I will strengthen you. I will send my spirit to work in your heart. Eventually, our feelings do catch up, you know, like we relay those neural pathways. That's right. But you've got like a habit of resentment built into your brain uh, Mm -hmm. toward that person. You hear her name and you immediately are like, ah you know, or, or upset or sad or whatever the feeling is, you got to kind of rewire over time. And God's with you for that. He's patient. Yeah. So good. Well, I want you to share with everyone here in just a minute where they can grab when a friendship falls apart. But before we do that, there's a question I ask all of my guests that come on the show, which, you know, you've been on the show before. Mm -hmm. I love having guests return because we get to hear about how God is at work in their hearts now, which is so fun in a new season. And the podcast is called Radical Radiance with a heart to help women see what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus in all that we do, our life, our work, our relationships. And it all goes back to this verse in Psalm 34 that God put on my heart. It's it's verse five. It says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be covered in shame. Mm. And so in light of kind of this conversation and the season of life you're walking through, how would you answer the question of what about Jesus makes you radiant? Mm. I love that question so much. And honestly, 
through the process of working through these topics, grappling with them, studying the scripture, I think that I have come away with a greater awe than ever Mm. um, of Jesus, Jesus' own forgiveness. Just not only did he talk about it a lot, he modeled it for us in his own friendships. If you think about it, all 12 of Jesus's closest friendships fell apart on him at the Mm. hour when he needed them the most. James, John, and Peter fell asleep on him in the Garden of Gethsemane as he wrestled with his decision to go to the cross. Judas betrayed him. (laughs) Then they all ran away, and Peter denied him three times. Uh, I mean, talk about a lot to forgive in your closest friendships. And yet Jesus, hanging from the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, He pursued Peter and offered him the chance to recant his three denials, you know, by saying, yes, Lord, I am your friend. I love you. Um, What an example. And his example inspires me, fills my heart with hope for all of our relationships, for my own relationships, my own friendships, and really does make us all radiant. Yeah. So thankful for that. Well, I want you to share with everyone, where can they get when a friendship falls apart? Where can they connect with you after this conversation? Tell us all those things. Yes. Well, the book is available anywhere you like to buy your books, whether that's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book, Target, Walmart, you know, all those wonderful places. You can find it there. Um, And I absolutely love connecting with readers and listeners and hearing their stories, praying for you and with you. Um, I'm active on Instagram at Elizabeth Lang Thompson. I send out a newsletter regularly, which you can access through my website, ElizabethLangThompson.com. I send out Bible studies, devotionals, uh, fun news, that kind of thing. Um, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook, Elizabeth Lang Thompson Writer. So all those fun places. I will connect with you. We can be online friends love however it. and wherever you want to be. <laughs> I love that. Well, I just adore you, and I've been so excited to have you back on to talk about what I really feel like is such an important topic right now. And so you are the girl to write it. And I'm so proud of you for carrying this really tough message and life-giving message, I think, for so many people. And I can't wait to see how God continues to use it. So thank you so much again for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you love that conversation with Elizabeth as much as I did. Go grab a copy of When a Friendship Falls Apart wherever you like to buy your books. And hey, if this conversation was particularly encouraging to you or you thought of a friend that might be walking through a tough situation in a friendship right now and you think they would be encouraged by her wisdom, will you share this episode with them? And I'll do you one better. If this podcast, If Radical Radiance, has been an encouragement to you in any way, would you consider taking just a couple of minutes and rating and reviewing the show wherever you like to listen? It helps so much in getting the conversations that we're having into the hands of more listeners and creating deeper trust in the work that we're doing here at Radical Radiance. And it would mean the world to me if you would share your thoughts. We'll be back next Tuesday with another amazing episode. I can't wait to talk to you then. 